This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. got another week of uh, shows here as Kelly and Company before we transform to the program Kelly and Ramya, which is, you know, same content, same folks all on board. So, okay, name change, moving to television, simulcast here on AMI-audio. Still, though, the community program that we are still with you, and uh, we'll look forward to that as we launch January the 9th. But we'll be taking a bit of a sabbatical. In the meanwhile, send your messages to us. Send your suggestions for audiobooks. All the stuff's still the same, folks. We'd love your messages, especially as we go onto the TV side and uh, be able to play some of that content and, um, you know, moving forward, of course. But lots of content ahead still this week. Feedback at AMI.ca if you want to send an email. Feedback at AMI.ca. Call us, 1-866-509-4545. Appreciate hearing from you, but give us permission to use your message on air. Mention it's for Kelly and company. Uh, 1-866-509-4545. On Twitter, at AMI-audio is the handle, at AMI-audio. Margaret Weldon with me today. Kelly McDonald here. And we welcome in from Vancouver, uh, Grant Hardy joining us, reporter out here, uh, out there, uh, for AMI. And, of course, filling in and doing all his great things here uh, on uh, Kelly and Company whenever we need him. But, uh, of course, main staple now for lifestyle and health reports here on the program. Today he brings us lifestyle. Hello, Grant. Welcome back. Hey, guys. Kelly and Margaret, how are you doing? Well, so far, a good start to the show. A little, eh, you know, a couple of frustrating topics to to get into at the beginning of the show. But, you know, again, uh, we're swinging the gateway to the weekend open. So, so, you know, all's good. Oh, good, good. Well, we're doing pretty cold out here on the West Coast. And I think I might just start with that. I mean, look, it's a little cliche, but I just thought I'd bring this on and just give my perspectives. Because this week up... Plummeting temperatures across the lower mainland here, combined with leftover snow from Tuesday's uh, huge snowstorm, made the uh, yesterday's commute really tricky. Environment Canada actually issued a special weather statement warning of frigid temperatures in Metro Vancouver. With it was it was like values. flash freezing, wasn't it? Basically, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking we're talking wind chill values of uh, uh, minus ten. Don't laugh at us; that's cold for wow. us. Wow. <laughs> the cold air and blast of wintry mit- winds means um, that some parts of the snow from Tuesday's storm uh, that would, uh, had melted. I was predicted to freeze again, and uh, untreated roads and sidewalks would turn into icy hazards. Uh, we are talking about some very frigid temperatures. They were reminding people to shelter their pets and make sure to provide them with uh, warmth. And it kind of brought up this uh, topic for me that, um, again, it's incredibly cliche and probably harder in a city like Vancouver where we're not as used to it. Uh, But uh, travel on snow and ice, for me, a white cane user, is especially difficult. And one of the interesting things that I found is, uh, you know, there are all these little tricks that they teach you in mobility. And one thing that I do is to, I generally tend to cross slight, 
slightly away from where the actual cross ramp is so that I kind of have a straighter curb that I can align with. Don't try this at home if you haven't been trained. This is just sort of (laughs) my experience with the streets that I know. But what happens is all the snow gets piled right at those sections, right at those curbs. And uh, that essentially obscures the majority of my landmarks. Uh, my partner actually gave me some grippers. They're, they're kind of like the ones you would use to play curling. In right. Fact, we did the a rubber grippers. On, yeah. And those yeah. are really helpful. But the, the icy conditions on the sidewalks are also really tricky. So I find that it's very difficult to venture out. I just was curious to get your perspectives. Is it different in Toronto or Ontario where you guys are maybe more used to that? Do you want to start Kelly or should I? No, go ahead, Max. Okay. Um, Well, to tell you the truth, Grant, what you're describing is not all that different from what we experience here in Toronto, but I will point out a couple of things and I don't know if you get this or not. But sometimes when it's really been snowing outside and the plows haven't been able to come, it, it can make the sidewalks even with the with the street, like with the uh, with the street. So you don't know that you're stepping off a curb sometimes. That's it. That's and, exactly it. And 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 I know that people, and I've mentioned this to people before, and they get so mad, but too bad. Um, cars are quieter now, and when you add the the, the piles of snow, like to kind of you know to pad the tires or whatever, that makes it twice as difficult, at least for me anyway. I don't know if you get that or not, but that's me. Yeah, the wind too. Or Sorry, the wind. I mean the falling snow. We've talked about wind, but yeah. even just the falling snow, masking sound. Now, what I find very treacherous and, and always the scary thing for me is any ice. Uh, Grant, have you ever been on dealing with that ice and, you know, with the wind, actually literally being pushed along the ice? I, I find that oh, one absolutely. of the most disconcerting, fearful things because you're saying to yourself, how do I stop? What's coming? What else? What, what am I being pushed in the path of? That's it. I've never actually uh, fallen on the ice, but I've literally slid on the ice like I'm skating. And what happens is it throws out, totally throws out your alignment. And like like Margaret said, you know, you're talking about some very subtle transitions between the sidewalks and the streets. And it can just, or also the grass line where a lot of Oh yeah, white cane users would tend to follow. I know I'm kind of preaching to the choir here, but uh, man, it would be nice to think that uh, you know there's been such strong advocacy here for some other groups of travelers, and I'm not saying it's perfect for them either. But I I don't know why it's so difficult to get the right accommodations that would make traveling just. You know, you always get those people who are the experts, the people who are fantastic travelers, and they claim they have no problem with anything. But kind of for the, the people like me who are, are you know, I, I'm the guy that if I was sighted, I'd be pulling out Google Maps and I'd be like, oh, it's going to tell me to turn right. Here we come. And then it would say, turn left. Oh, crap. Uh, for people like me, like I really need a little more accessibility than I'm getting. And and I understand it takes time, especially if a city – and Grant, this is kind of where the difference that I would think – and again, I mean, we have snow dumps here in London, and sometimes it takes two or three days for them to get to to the, the neighborhoods and things like that. But a place that's not as used to 
Um, I know there's also the people have to consider how much snow equipment they have, how many salters and sanders what going out there. I understand for some places where, well, why are we spending that money if we only really have an incident every two years of, of this magnitude versus every week in the city of London, Ontario, right, where, the, where we have to do it. Understand all that. Understand it's going to take time even in the places that get it to remove it. But we look at the trouble that it can be, and, and if you're going to remove it, if you're going to take time to, to make those pathways for people to, to utilize, could we just make them a little more readily available for people in wheelchairs, um, uh, you know, make it so that a cane user isn't constantly fighting their way? Yep, I understand what you mean about those, those certain travelers who may say, hey, I have no problem. And unfortunately, if said traveler A says, I have no trouble, problem, uh, you know, the other five travelers... <laughs> get nullified it it, it seems because the solution is too big how do you say well you guys better get out there and clean those better but you see a lot of that in downtowns where a lot of people are there's more snow snow removal and some will argue well how come i don't get that in the suburb well you're in the suburb Uh, and and there's no point in paying it for a shoveling service either like i don't know if you guys have them but you know um, I, I remember when, uh, my, my late partner got really sick one year. So I, I actually it was two years in a row. I tried getting shovel services, you know, like where they, where they come and yeah. shovel your driveway and what it is, you, you pay a certain amount upfront, right? right? And, and, and you know what didn't show up at all. In fact, oh, you know, they, when, oh, I, when I phoned, yeah, when, when I phoned to complain, you know, they said, oh yeah, we were there, but you just didn't see us. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. yeah, you know, and and, and they could take and the snow didn't that. see yeah. you there either. That's why it's still there. Yeah, that that's right. That, wow. that's right. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it gets to be really hard because you don't you don't want to be unreasonable. You want to be fair, but we've still got to move. We still got things to do, and your life depends on it uh, being able to get out there. And sometimes we don't know some of the, the dangerous things, such as when people can't see us due to piles of snow. And so you may not even know that. Or like you said, Grant, man, I'm, I'm walking along and realized, how come that car is almost up on the sidewalk here? Oh, it's because you're on the road. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I guess the, the last thing I, I would just say is like, you know, it, it, we we have to stick together as as a community there's there's accommodations that i hear that people say they need that i kind of go i don't really need this accommodation but you know i think we have to support we just, sure. we just have to stick together and support each other instead of tearing each other down yeah and and i don't think i think the small victories of well i don't need that yeah but somebody does and we have to advocate. Yeah. You may not need the automatic door, but somebody does. So why would you ever have, you know, put, be so self-focused that, well, I don't need it. You know, can you, can you stretch a bit to at least support it? Don't damage it. Be, take care of it and advocate for it. You know, you got to remember one of those doors for somebody who might need that. Just speak up. That's it. That's the idea. Okay, sir. Um, yeah, well, boy, that was a little stressful. So let's do something to relieve our stress. And that's why I'm talking today about stress balls. Hey, not the best segue in the world, but it'll do. Uh, Now, when we talk about uh, stress balls, we're referring to these squishy, malleable objects that typically fit in the palm of your hand. Uh, They can be store-bought or homemade. And though uh, most around, they're not all perfectly shaped Orbs. Now, basically, the question that we are uh, asking is, do stress balls actually decrease stress or is this kind of a marketing gimmick? Well, the action of working with a stress ball helps improve strength in the hand and forearm muscles, grip, 
and circulation and can help alleviate pain such as pain associated with arthritis in the hands. These uh, physical benefits do translate into mental perks too, like squeezing a stress ball can help the mind focus on the movement instead of what's actually uh, bothering you. Uh, but research has been pretty inconclusive on patients outside of the medical system about whether it actually decreases stress in life. Uh, there's actually only a small 2015 study of 30 college students after a period of induced stress, half the group, Dean students were given a stress ball to squeeze, while the other half received nothing. The researchers measured a few physical indicators of stress, including heart rate and blood pressure at the beginning of the end of the experience, and they compared the results, finding no significant differences between the groups. But of course, absolutely none of this is to say that stress balls don't live up to their name, while other relaxation trends come and go. These squishy spheres have been around for more than 30 years, and uh, if it helps you. It has absolutely little to no risk of causing harm if used correctly. Uh, there are some tangible, physical, and a few mental benefits as well. Uh, nothing wrong in the world with getting a stress ball or a fidget spinner. Uh, what do you guys feel about this in uh, your life? Do you ever use something like this? Is it a fidget spinner or a stress ball? I think I used the stress ball maybe twice in, in, in my whole life. <laughs> Um, and I, I've seen fidget spinners, but I can't see that I, I can't say that I've used them either. Yeah, I, I think I, I, you know, Grant, it takes me back to your working out when you're angry talk the other day. Uh, I know I've used the squeeze ball, but may, not so much out of mainly just to build up because I have weak grip in my hand. So in in uh, in the gym, I would use them too, just to work on my 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 grip, so that I could do the firm handshake, Grant. Pal, thank you very much. Awesome stuff. All right, guys, we'll chat with you in a bit. Yep, Grant will be back when we do our Cut for Time segment. Remember to check him out here on the program for uh, health headlines. And today, on Fridays, that is, lifestyle headlines. Up next, John Beeler. He joins us also from out there in the Vancouver area. And he's got our app updates. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. <laughs> 